Bullfrogs never sing in chorus as most frogs do. Their call is a solitary one. It's supposed to sound like bottle o' rum, jug o' rum, more rum. The tim- timbre of its voice is so deep that it can be compared to a bull, and on a clear night, the resonant bullfrog boom can be heard a great distance away. Miriam Gilbert, starting a terrarium. Hello? 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 Is that you? Two things. Two things. (laughs) Go on. First off, it's Tandle. It's what? Tambre? Tambre. Timber. Tambre. And uh, I feel like the, what was it? Jugarum? Yeah. Yeah, that's that just sounds like sophomore year. So. Yep. No, I, I'm pretty sure you've read this before. That's a classic uh, quote. Because I can almost hear in my mind's ear you saying Jugarum. Well, I did, I did just do that. So yeah, but like before this. Okay. Right. But and and now. Thanks. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm Ty. I'm I'm Kyle. And this is the Canadian Leprechaun show. Hope everyone is doing well. Um we have another interview show for you guys. Um and we have a mixer Max Sawa on. Max, you want to say hi? Hey, how's it going? This is Max. Going pretty well. Um so yeah, I I don't know, Kyle, you want to jump in or you got any nuggets of wisdom you want to share regarding jugs of rum? No, this is Max, not jugs of rum. Um, You're right. <laughs> Max, Max is a uh, graduate of Bradley University. Max, what did you get your degree in? So I studied mechanical engineering at Bradley. And I did the uh, five-year victory lap as well. Picking up a uh, a minor in leadership studies, actually. You know, I don't know that I knew that. Hmm. And I'm not sure I was aware that you had a fifth year. Yeah. I, like, so this is going to com- sound completely like me because I'm very egocentric. I guess everybody younger than me, I lose track of their age, especially in our fraternity. Like, you guys are all mm-hmm. the same age to me. So that's fair. Um, wow. I don't, I, if I did know you did a fifth year, I did not, I don't remember knowing that. So that's interesting. So leadership studies. Yeah. Do you feel like you've done anything with that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, um, I was at the time, the only engineer in the program and I thought it was really beneficial, especially with the, uh, stereotype that engineers don't necessarily have the best social skills. Um, I've, I've found it to be very helpful. Max, was that something you kind of pivoted to <laughs> in, in the middle? So like in the middle of your degree where you're like, Oh, this sounds kind of cool. And that's why you kind of picked it up late, or Were you always kind of chasing this? Uh, I, I picked it up late, which is why the extra year was added. 
Okay, I figured. Yeah. I the same thing almost happened to me, um, but I decided to just take my degree and leave. I didn't want to do a fifth year of college. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Interesting. So, what are you doing now? So, I work for Milwaukee Tool uh, up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go figure. And I <laughs> and I am a uh, research engineer uh, for them right now. And have you been doing that for a while? Is this kind of your first job or have you transitioned up through the company? Yeah. So Milwaukee tool was my first full-time job outside of school. Um, and I've stayed there ever since I started out actually as a concept engineer. So I d- used to design uh, new products and now I'm very front end uh, engineering research technology yeah, so I, I did a little bit of a internal move in the company. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so what like what is your highlight? What what's your highlighted project that you've worked on or are working on? Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good question. So there's been a few products that I've worked on that um, you can actually find in, in a store. So it's, it's kind of cool to be able to walk down uh, a Home Depot or another store and see something that you created. It's kind of a cool, cool feeling. Are you going to tell what that is? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so it's, a, it's an accessory that goes into a power tool, um, specifically for rotary hammer products for like drilling into concrete. Ooh. I, yeah. I always need to drill into concrete, so that's good to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So mainly for like the construction trades, um, but it was still a still a really fun project. I was the only engineer on that project, and you were the only leader on the project as well. <laughs> ah, right, very nice. <laughs> this is all coming together for me, Max. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, uh, obviously, what is this like year six or seven at Milwaukee Tools? Then this is you're coming up on year five. So I actually. Before I started working at um, Milwaukee, I took three months off. So um, basically from graduation until August, uh, I traveled. And I think that is what I was most looking forward to hearing about on this. Um, I know we gave you a lot of questions to look at, Mm -hmm. but um, I I think – Ty and I, and I think anybody listening would probably most appreciate uh, hearing about those. What did you do in those three months? Yeah, so uh, kind of two different big trips. So my first one, um, me and actually three other guys packed into my Jeep, uh, which I unfortunately no longer have. And we did a month out west uh, basically camping and driving around to national parks and rock climbing. Oh, nice. What, um, what was your favorite national park you visited? Um, it's tough during that time. I would probably say, uh, Grand Teton national park. It was, uh, just unbelievable. Just the, the prominence on the mountain was so massive in the wildlife and, uh, it was gorgeous. Nice. Would you say you like mountains? Yes, I, I would say I like mountains. At least, okay, like, cool. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Audience, you heard it here first. Max <laughs> likes mountains. Breaking news. Yes. 
And then uh, the second half of the summer, I went backpacking uh, through Europe for a bit, went to Iceland, um, Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. So that was, uh, that was, that was nice right before diving into a full-time job, just taking some time. Yeah. I, uh, Denmark, I mean, all of those that you just said are still on Anna and I's list of places to go. Who knows when we'll get there with our little tot we have now, but, uh, that's right. And with the whole, you know, travel restrictions and everything else going on. But, um, what, uh, what would you say has been your favorite country to visit? Oof. I, and I know that's a loaded question. <laughs> let, me, let me specify it a little bit. What do, you think is, what do you think is the country you've learned the most <clears throat> at? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a very uh, reflective question. I would actually say the most I learned from was probably Iceland. So that was my first solo trip overseas. Um, and it was just totally, I mean, Iceland is just wild. Um, and being there totally alone and just kind of, you know, really throwing yourself out there, meeting new people. Um, that's probably where I learned the most, um, but it was about myself, I would say. Sure. And I think that's a lot of what travel is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are, I, what, I mean, man, I can't imagine doing that anything by myself and I'm an only child. What prompted you <laughs> to say, I'm going to go do that? I understand it's like the three months before you start working, but what really mm-hmm. prompted you to go? Um, I think it was that I thought that it would be the, and it, it kind of is until, you know, you retire or you're in between jobs, but I, I thought that it would be the last time that I have that much free time. Which so, yeah. so far has you know been true. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, did so like how did you feel intimidated or like did you feel worried you were gonna offend people when you're out and about? Because honestly, like when I've traveled, that's like the biggest thing I've been worried about is like somehow pissing someone off and not understanding how I'm pissing <laughs> them off. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and actually, since that trip, I've done um, I've actually done a lot of solo travel since then overseas and the biggest thing that i found is if you try to you know speak the native language or you try some of the cultural norms uh, people really really appreciate that and you know if you start a conversation just trying and absolutely butchering it and then just resorting to english um you know people are going to be more inclined to help you because you're you're trying to learn about their culture is what i found so I'll always try and learn the the basics, you know, hello, thank you, cold beer. <laughs> <That's please>. Right. <laughs> what uh what's the hardest <laughs> language to even try to do that in? Uh I would say either Icelandic or Mandarin. Yeah, I Iceland would have been my guess. So Mandarin as well. Man, how many countries have you been to? Um, I think I've been to seventeen or eighteen. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So China, so you've been to China. I've also been to China. Um, oh, really? Where, what, uh, yeah, I what part? Um, so I've actually, I've been to a couple different places. Um, I've been to Nantong, which is a couple hours away from Shanghai. Hmm. 
Um, and then I've also been to uh, Zhuhai, which is right next to Macau. So, like, kind of in the south. You're, you're oh, cow? okay. Your huh? cow? My cow. Oh. Macau. Okay. That's near Hong Kong and Shenzhen. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've actually been there for work. The place I'm at now, when I first hired, um, they needed support in my specialty because they got like some factories out there. So mm-hmm. I went there for work like six or seven times in a year. It was pretty, it was, it was fun. And then it became not fun, but I, yeah. at least I guess I've been exposed to, mm-hmm. I've been exposed to China. So at least I know a little bit, but I'm curious to hear where you visited there. I, um, so I've been, I've been to Hong Kong quite a few times and then, uh, you know, going into the country, this it's called, it's a town called Hoje. But there's two million people, so it's not really a town. Right, town. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Um, and then Shanghai, Hangzhou. Um, so around Shanghai. Um, I, Sorry, Kyle. I just, I'm reminiscing. I was actually, I was in Shanghai the day that Trump was getting inaugurated. I was in Hong in Kong it- when that, that day. <laughs> we were, we were in oh China at the same time, man. I actually, I, uh. <laughs> I, I have this weird thing where I try to collect an, a newspaper from each country I've been to. Um, and I have a newspaper on that day from Hong Kong. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, I remember we were at a, because I was getting ready to travel home from this work trip. So we were flying out of Shanghai. And um, yeah, we were at, we were at this hotel. We ended up meeting this, um, like these people from Ireland that were, they're working, they were in like biomedical and we all just ended up having drinks together mm. and kind of laughing and watching Trump get inaugurated and just kind of Trump bashing the entire time. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Yeah. That's crazy. We were in China at the same time. Wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. I think you're the only two people I know that have been to China. So that's, that's fairly fitting. Hmm. Um, Max, what is this? and I think I already kind of know the answer to this question is a lot of this for business or are you able to take vacation? Do you just clump vacation all together so you can go? Is it like part work and then you take a couple days on vacation? What? It was uh, mainly all for work, but um, being there for sometimes, you know, two weeks or more at a time, you do have the weekends. So um you know, you have you have the freedom to kind of go around and explore a little bit, but um, most of it was work travel. Is uh, is work travel something you're always going to want to do? Uh, as of right now, I've you know I've always enjoyed it. I mean, not a lot of people are work traveling right now, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I never crazy. Uh, I know crazy. Yeah. I, I never would turn down a work trip. There's always an opportunity. Even, you know, sometimes we joke seeing the world one conference room at a time. But even... Uh, <laughs> that that belongs on a t-shirt. <laughs> even, even with business travel, there's always something to learn. It's... I like that. So, so doing this business travel, do you have an airline of choice? That you try to get on if you can. Yeah, United. Mainly because Chicago is a, a huge hub for international yeah. United flights. Yeah, I'm actually a big United fan. I got two reasons. One, I got a brother-in-law who's a pilot, so now I'm a little biased towards that. <laughs> but I've found that I can get upgraded easiest out of United versus like any other 
Like if I buy just like a standard ticket, United, I'll almost always get upgraded. True, that's true. So big fan. Yeah. Is there any of these uh, travels that like or a moment, a little predicament, or anything that you would not trade for anything? And I know most people wouldn't trade any of their travel for anything. But is there something that you're like, wow, I'm so glad that happened um, that you wouldn't trade it for anything? Mm. Um, so like a positive, I wouldn't trade it for anything? Correct. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll get to the, the notable bad. <laughs> That's actually what I'm most looking forward to because those are always great. Yeah. Um, there's like one one moment that – comes to mind but um oh, there's there's been so many and as you know i mean with, with traveling it's there's so many moments that you wouldn't trade but the first thing my mind went to was i was backpacking in olympic national park in washington and we, we actually hiked 22 miles that day and ended it at the like just underneath this peak overlooking mount olympus and you have the pacific ocean you know, to your right, and then this massive, you know, 6,000-foot prominence mountain right in front of you. Uh, it was just unbelievable. It's gorgeous. How how long were you backpacking? Uh, so this was, this was actually on that month-long trip. We did multiple backpacking trips on that trip. So this one was only three days. Okay. In the wild, yeah. I have a, an immense respect for people that can do that. I, I've never tried. I've never, I've never really camped. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, nah, I'm, I'm with you, Kyle. I'm, I'm not the camping type. I respect people who do, but it ain't for me. I, I'm like, I used to say that, but like, I just wonder, like, how, how do you know if you've never tried? So, um, I, I have trouble sleeping without a fan. <laughs> Or like any type of white noise. That's basically I. My mine's just mostly like this basic need to have elect a constant source of electricity to power some noise. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is a stupid excuse, but it's just that's that's the truth, man. I'd be horrible in an apocalypse. <laughs> I need like a giant battery bank and like I don't know. I, I've actually sorry. I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent, not to derail. We'll get back to this. Um, but reading the, I think it's the zombie apocalypse survival guide or zombie survival guide or something like that. It talks about getting a stationary bike that you, you can use to like, you know, generate electricity from like the frick, you know, you know, those like bikes, you can generate some friction and it'll transfer some, like you could store that energy somehow. So anyway, that would be me constantly pedaling on that bike to charge the battery. So I'd have a fan sleep <laughs> before the zombie beat me. That's, That's quite the conundrum. And I know. Anyway, tangent over. No, that was great. <laughs> How many times have you slept on the ground, Max? Too many times? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, months. <laughs> months of times. <laughs> months of time. That didn't make sense. A lot of times. <laughs> so right there, that would be enough for me to say that that's an awful travel experience. But, like, what's, what's been something that's just ridiculous that happened to you that you can probably look back on and laugh on now, but like at the time it was just like awful. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't know if I would call it awful, but just like, um, I guess there's two, but I'll, 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 I'll tell you both if you're curious, but this, uh, recently over new year's, 
uh, me and Colleen went to White Sands National Monument in um, New Mexico. Okay. And um, wait, it's in New Mexico, right? Oh, I think so. I'm, wait, let me let you, me consult you, the expert. You, Where's White Sands? I was gonna say, are you are you Texas. phoning a friend? No, it's right not now? in Texas. Let me let me phone a friend real quick. Back checker. <laughs> no, it's not in Oklahoma. <laughs> it was in New Mexico. Okay, not crazy. So, um, basically, we had no plans. Uh, the only plans we had is that when we landed, we had a rental car. So we we beelined it to White Sands National Monument, grabbed some quick food on the way, and uh, basically because it was around New Year's, all of the campgrounds were taken. So we did a backcountry camp, and this was Colleen's first time going backcountry camping. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically we had to get there before 5 o'clock to reserve it, but since the sun sets, uh, in the winter, earlier than later, it gets cold in deserts very quickly. Yes, it does. And, and when it gets cold, it gets very cold. So we started our hike as the sun was setting. And about two miles in, we get to our campground, and it's starting to get really dark. Um, we haven't eaten anything. We literally got off the flight, got in the car, and just drove. Um, I think Colleen ate a muffin that day in total. And I go to start setting up. Um, the camp. So we, you know, put the tent down, sleeping bags, uh, and we got our food out. And I realized I didn't bring the stove. So there was no way to warm up because you can boil water and then, you know, throw the boiling water in a nail jean and your sleeping bag, pro tip. Uh, so basically, <laughs> we were really hungry. It was very dark and it was about 30 degrees. Uh, so we went to bed at like seven o'clock <laughs> and, uh, needless, you know, it was, it was very cool. So it was a little miserable first backpacking experience for calling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long night. <laughs> right. It's a character building experience. Yes. Right? I will say though, the stars were unbelievable and I did go outside and take some pictures of those. So when you got up the next day when the sun came up, did you just go to the McDonald's down the street? <laughs> no, we we hiked back two miles, you know, on no breakfast, no dinner the night before, uh, and then made the most delicious meal basically at our car. Hi, <laughs> hi, this doesn't sound like it. We uh we actually we made pancakes, we had maple syrup, uh had some fruit. So when we stopped to get food, we got we got some good food. Uh, we just were not able to cook it at night. So that was a, that was so a mess. question for both. You, Sorry. Question for both you guys. What's your, um, what's your pancake of choice? If you have an option or are, are, are you even pancake guys by nature? I'm assuming Max is since you made some in that trip. Ooh. You know, I'm not really too much of a pancake guy, but if I had to choose, I would say blueberry, some blueberry pancakes. I I would probably just copy and paste that answer into my own um, because I, I feel like after about – and pancakes all vary in size. So if we're talking like a pancake that's like, I don't know, six inches in diameter, six to eight, 
Like after about one of those, depending on how fluffy it is, like I just get sick of it after a while because it's the same over and over again. I don't know. It just, it gets to be too much, but yeah, I, I would say the blueberry, hopefully there's a lot of good blueberries in there with, um, and now this is the real question. Maple syrup, do you slather over the top or do you put it on the side and evenly distribute with the fork? So maple syrup is actually my second choice. Okay. First one being honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm a drizzle on top okay. kind of guy. Okay. I guess that sounded weird. Ty? <laughs> um, okay. So as far as pancakes, it's kind of a tie between strawberry and chocolate okay. chip depending on how we're feeling we we we, we all got sweet tooths in our family um don't know about rose yet she's too young to tell us she can only just kind of say <laughs> bah and that's it um plus she hasn't had pancakes i suppose that's an important part anywho um and then as far as syrup i'm a big fan of just like drenching okay. it in syrup so I, I feel like we we probably are, attack our pancakes differently yeah i feel like we kind of got the continuum here because I'm I'm yeah. a syrup on the side guy. What about so if you have the option of pancakes or waffles, which one do you go? I'm with? a pancake guy. Oh, waffle, hundred percent. Waffle, yeah. Tie, break the tie. Okay. Um. Oh man, see, this is where sometimes I like pancakes, sometimes I like waffles. This is riveting, riveting. Liz, <laughs> I know, I know. Liz, Liz always goes for waffles. In case you're wondering. We actually we we bought a waffle. Oh. Yeah, it's it's okay. pretty legit. I'm I make I make an okay waffle. Max, what did you say you had another story? Uh of just like a travel exper- experience gone astray. Yes. Um so I mean looking back, it's it's type two fun. Right? Are you are you familiar with the two types of fun? Um no. No. Oh, I'm not. I want to okay. hear about this. So type one fun is fun while it's happening and fun afterwards, where type two fun is not fun while it's happening, but it's fun afterwards. So this was type two fun. Okay. I'm excited to hear the example. Uh, so, um, so I was in Switzerland in this town called Gimmewald. It's near Lauterbrunnen, uh, just south of Zurich. And basically, it was this little village you had to take a, a cable car to get to. And um, me and my friend that I was traveling with decided that we wanted to essentially fall asleep in Austria that night. So we took a train, uh, and it was, it was a pretty long train ride, and we kind of got on it late. So we were in this rush, bought these uh, passes. They're called Eurail passes in Europe. But the person that sold us them didn't sell us, like, the visitor one. They sold us the ones as if we were European citizens. So the train conductor was not too happy about that. And we ended up getting, like, a little fine uh, and having to catch a super late train. So we didn't actually arrive in Austria uh, until 4 in the morning. So we're wandering the streets of Salzburg, uh, essentially trying to find a hostel. And we find one at six in the morning and uh, end up sleeping for like, I think, four hours until we got kicked out. 
thought Salzburg was wonderful. <laughs> so it was an amazing experience. Uh, but I, I could have gone without the, uh, you know, 4 a.m. arrival. <laughs> oh, man. I'd have been so pissed. Yeah, but like the two worst-case scenarios for me. I would have been so grouchy. No food, no sleep. Oh, man. You know, something that was really interesting, though, on the train, because, you know, we were still in, in college, so um, we didn't get, like, a sleeper car or anything. We are just, you know, sitting on train seats. And there was another guy on the train with us and he was Albanian and we didn't speak Albanian and he didn't speak English, but we both spoke Spanish. So we spoke Spanish to each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's funny how that happens. Like I, um, I remember uh, hearing a story. Sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but it ties into knowing you and the other person knowing a second language. So um, Ichiro, the baseball player, he couldn't speak English, but he knew how to speak Spanish. So that's when he came over to the U.S. That's how he would communicate with a lot of people, just by speaking Spanish to them directly. Huh. Japanese dude. And it just like it was always funny to me thinking of like a Japanese guy just roll up and knows like almost crystal clear Spanish. Like that, that would really throw me off. Actually, sorry, <laughs> no. another side tangent. So part of my part of my China trips, I have a. a work colleague but also he's turned into a really good friend of mine his name's juan he um he can speak fluid mandarin um he speaks english and he speaks spanish so he came on this china trip he um he had just been hired and he came on this china trip for interpretation purposes and it'd be funny this mexican guy he'd like kind of just hover around areas when we were doing like operations evaluations or just like reviewing of how mm. a certain system was set up and then all of a sudden he'd start talking to the operators and it'd be funny if they didn't look up, they just kind of like start chatting with him. And then when they finally looked up and looked at what he looked like, they would just like their <laughs> brains would shut off for a second. Cause they're not used to a guy looking like that. Yeah. That's <laughs> so anyway, I think that's kind of cool. That's, I think stories like that are cool because it kind of, I don't know. It's one of the ways like it kind of connects mm -hmm. us, you know, that's very true. People. Very true. We have a lot more in common with everybody else than we think. Okay, my tangent's over. <laughs> what would we find in your refrigerator, Max? Like right now? Mm. <laughs> uh, not eating right now. Right now, I would say uh... <laughs> probably pancakes. Right? Or I would say kombucha. Kombucha, you would find in there right now, as well as. Uh, you know, I actually really like whipped cream. Strangely enough, uh, normally you have like a little bowl of ice cream. I actually really uh, fancy a bowl of whipped cream. Do you whip your I, own cream or do you buy it? I, I buy it pre-whipped uh, in a pressurized canister for uh, easy dispensing. For direct for for direct injection yes. in your mouth. Like Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> now, now wait a minute. So, are you guys going to order dinner tonight, or what, what's happening here? It doesn't sound like you have very much in there. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you wanted a list of everything in there, Max? Like, I want substance. Here. What? <laughs> what are you guys like? What do you? What do you got in there? Is it? That's it. We have a strict diet of kombucha and uh, and dairy products only. Okay. 
No. <laughs> Perfect. Um, oh, I mean, you'd find uh, maybe some some pot roast. Uh, Are you guessing right eggs. now, Mac? <laughs> you want me to go over to my fridge? <laughs> yes. I can start. All right. All right. Let me let me check it out. Sorry for you. Talking to the phone, Max. What? You just broke out for a second. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, I'll restart. Let's see. We got hash browns, pickles, chicken stock, some rice, pot roast, uh, some babies, some guacamole, oranges, apples, olives, uh, whipped cream, obviously. Okay. Some mustard. Yeah. You want? Do you want any more? <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Now, did you say Bailey's or bay leaves? Uh, the first Irish cream. Oh, very nice. Ham or pan? <laughs> Thank you. Step Thank you. Anyone? So you may have You're just welcome. answered this question. Like, are you drinking in quarantine or are you abstaining? Uh, I actually haven't. Yeah, I just haven't found the uh, uh, need to. Good for you. Yeah. So you're a water guy, a water and kombucha guy? Yeah, oh, I mean, and coffee and tea. Okay, here we go. This is what I was trying to get to. All right. <laughs> so, so are you, how many, like, is it mainly coffee? Is it coffee and tea? What, what so do you I try average front. I try to stop drinking coffee at noon. It's a very old person thing to say. Uh, so I usually will do tea in the afternoon. But It's cool, man. I get, <laughs> right. I get it. I do the same thing. Um, or I'll do espresso or pour over in the morning. Very nice. What kind of tea? Uh, I actually still have a lot of tea from, from China. So uh, unknown green tea. Um, Is that the brand? Uh, no, I just, I just, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't, I can't read it, but uh, it's really good green tea. Uh, I have some echinacea tea and chamomile, put some honey uh, and some chamomile tea right before bedtime. It's real good. Very nice. Do you think there's a brand that's called oh, really good I'm gonna tea? I'm going to trademark that. There's, there's honest tea. So probably really good tea. Yeah, I don't. Mm. <laughs> cool. So yeah, I'm not sure. Max, I guess we kind of asked everybody this question. Are Are there any like things you do? Like, I think I just heard about the tea before bed. Are there any like morning rituals or nighttime rituals you do that like help make you find your center or make you feel better? <laughs> or? Um, for me, it would be. Either morning or night, honestly, is yoga with like a little meditation in there. Um, I found that to be uh, really good. Very nice. How long? Uh, how long of a session is it? Is it like five minutes, twenty minutes? Uh, yoga anywhere from twenty minutes to an hour. Oh wow! Very nice. Yeah. You you go ahead, Ty. Do you? I was going to say, do you do this as part of like an exercise routine or is this like um, separate from? So sometimes in that regard? the yoga that I'll do is more of like an exercise. You know, you're like sweating. Um, but a lot of times I do it just for like the relaxation. It slows you down. 
meditative uh, aspect. Uh, before, actually, before the quarantine, I used to do hot yoga at five thirty in the morning, <laughs> about twice a week. So, is the right. yoga you're doing now is it like guided with an app, or is it just on your own from what you've learned? There is an app that I use, uh, and it's actually free right now. It's normally like sixty dollars a year. This is this is my plug. Uh, it's called Down Down Dog, <laughs> and it's totally customizable in terms of how long do you want to do yoga for, what type of yoga, do you want it to be beginner, intermediate, um, and it just basically creates and it's a video of somebody doing it um, creates a whole yoga session for you. It's, it's pretty awesome. Huh? So is this a ploy? Like, were you trying to ask, get me to ask what's down dog? <laughs> no, I mean, that's just like a pose, a yoga pose down dog. I thought it was downward dog. Is that just the short term phrase? No, I think you're thinking <laughs> what's up. Dog. That, that's where I was going with that. part. <laughs> Um, how long have you been doing that, Max? Is it something like a recent thing or been uh, doing it forever? I've been Somewhere I've been doing uh, yoga on and off ever since I've been uh, climbing, basically. But recently been diving into it a lot more just with the quarantine. Okay. So do you do do you do rock climbing? Yeah, that's that's actually uh, outside of quarantine. That's like my main workout. I do that probably three times a week. Okay, cool. You got like a gym that's got something or just or rock climbing places? There's to go two to, uh, main gyms in Milwaukee. Any, uh, any nice boulders? You know, Wisconsin doesn't have too many boulders. So <laughs> that's unfortunate. Is it? Yeah. Plenty of exactly. beer, not a lot of boulders. Um, hold on. I got a question I want to ask. So. Um, Max, do you have like a favorite story from Bradley or a story you'd like to share? Cause I've been, you know, a lot of our guests have been Bradley specific, so it's kind of cool to go back and yeah, reminisce um, some of those times. That's a good question. I mean, there's so many, it's for me, like picking out a favorite memory is so, is so tough because I don't know, there's so many, there's so much value in so many memories that it, it's hard to say like a, a favorite um so okay that's a it's it's tough for me to answer one of my i could tell you what my one of my first memories at bradley was actually meeting kyle wow yeah interesting now, now we definitely need to <laughs> it's always uh, experience. i don't i don't yeah <laughs> it was oh yeah <laughs> it was uh when i was rushing i think you essentially gave me like this card, this like rush card and your phone number on it. And you were, I think one of the first people that I like got to know at Bradley. Oh, I remember that now. And I feel like yeah. I cornered you like, like two separate times on campus. I feel like I cornered you and was like, are you going to come to this? And you were like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, you need to come to this. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's how it went. <laughs> I, I think that's very close to how it went. Like I remember this now. <laughs> Like the second time it was like, ah, oh, no, I don't think I can. I was like, ah, uh, I think you can. And <laughs> I don't know if you ended up coming or not, but you did end up joining. So I did something right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true. 
And I feel like you sent me a picture of that card like years later that you like still had it. Yeah, threw it in the memory box, you know? Oh, man. Very nice. Ah, college. I know. I actually do Do have have a memory memory box, box. Kyle. Um, I'm kind of girly with it. Like, anytime somebody like gives me something like that they've said, like, thank you or like, you know, like longer than just like a simple thank you card. I usually keep those. So like, obviously in the field of teaching every once in a while, I actually do something for a kid. It's rare, but it does happen. And uh, mm. they'll, they'll give me something. And I usually keep that or like uh, old newspaper clippings of athletes or something that a kid did. Uh, that was kind of cool. I usually keep those things. So Nice. There's that pause. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, so, Max, um, one another thing we've been asking our guests, if there was anyone else from Bradley, we should – or, no. Is there anyone else from Bradley you think we should interview, mm. and why do you think we should? Um, Does not have to be would... somebody we, like, know very well either. So if you haven't already, yeah. Adam Curter. Um, okay. I, uh, I think that he is just like a really funny, witty, quirky guy that uh, I feel like has, has done really well outside of college and uh, would, be, would be a good, good interview subject. I haven't like spoke with Adam in a long time. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. It probably is. I feel like I might have seen him at least in the past year or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Um, been a while. Well, is there anything else I'm supposed to ask about travel for you, Max? I don't feel like there is. Um, I'm not sure. Is there anything you have on the uh, docket coming? I guess a lot of people don't really have anything coming up. Do you have anything you want to do in the near future, if it's possible? Yeah. You know, I would say the the next big trips that, you know, pending the situation that I really, really am looking forward to would be um, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand for the adventure aspect, uh, as well as Japan. So call it Tokyo, Hiroshima, uh, Mount Fuji, you know, all of those historical sites. And uh, I found the Japanese culture to be very intriguing. Um, Max, I actually have been to Japan a couple times, and I, I do highly recommend it. Um, places I went to when I was there, I went to Nagoya, which is like the third largest city in Japan. And then... um. I did like a sightseeing oh, trip in Kyoto. That would be incredible. So How long cool. were you there? Um, each time it was like wow. two to three weeks. So it was it was like work related trips. So I only did a mm-hmm. little bit of sightseeing on the weekends, but um, it it was fun. There was one trip where so we went sightseeing in Kyoto, and so we uh you know checked out a lot of old um, you know old monasteries and you know old like uh, Buddhist temples. Um, Shinto shrines and then um, coming back we took the bullet mm-hmm. train the Shinkansen 
and um, we actually got stuck because a typhoon rolled through and the wow. winds got so high they had to stop it. And so me and the couple of guys I was with, we started chit-chatting with another guy who had a bunch of alcohol. And we actually ended up drinking on the train while we were waiting for the typhoon to blow <laughs> over great. so we could start up again. So that's that. That's how we made a that's random awesome. Japanese friend. So so that that can happen to you, too. I can only hope. Yeah. They're McDonald's or anything, <laughs> too, in case you were wondering about that. What do they have there, Ty? Um, let's see. They have a lot of egg-related things. They're big on eggs. Um, they're actually real. They're so big on eggs that they're way cleaner than our eggs. So you can just, like, crack them into, like, soups and stuff without cooking them. And, like, they'll cook a little bit in a hot soup, but not a lot. But they don't have, like, the salmonella no. issues like we got over here. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. There were other things, but I can't think of them right now. I did also remember, so, uh, I accidentally was trying, I was trying to order water at a restaurant one time. This is a trip where just like all the U S guys were going out. So I was trying to be cool and order water. And by accident, I ended (laughs) up ordering three beers by mistake. And the waitress was really confused when I was ordering. And she was, I, I think she was basically doing the equivalent of like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And then she ended up bringing out three beers instead of water. Cause like, I think Mizu and Mitsu are the words and Mitsu, I think is beer. Mm-hmm. And Mizu is water. So I think I was just saying Mitsu instead of Mizu. <laughs> yeah. That's how that happened. That's amazing. That I, like, I don't even think that... I mean, English still has to be the worst language, right? Like, I have this, I have this book upstairs for for Neil, and it's P is for pterodactyl, is the name. It's hysterical. It's all the words like with these silent letters that like, or like just pronunciations that don't make any sense, and it's the entire alphabet, and it's just it's fantastic. But it's like, how in the world is that how we spell that in the English language? Like it's. it's remarkable to be fair though kyle if we didn't have english we wouldn't have starting you know what i i rescind my statement (laughs) okay um anyway so on that note max um so i don't know if you know this we got a spotify playlist by we kyle does all the work (laughs) and i take some credit for it um is there a song or two you would be hmm. interested in? What is like the the theme of this playlist? No theme. It's it, and it's not even. It doesn't have. To, we've had people tell us favorite songs. We've had. I remember Bobby was like songs that pop up that he won't skip over on a like if he's listening on his iPod or iPhone or whatever. Like he won't skip over. Um, I don't know songs that just maybe you're listening yeah. to now that are really um, catchy. It's whatever you want. Whatever right. speaks I'll, to your soul right now. Uh, I'll throw in uh, Three Little Birds. I feel like it's very good for uh, All right. the current quarantine as well. I like it's it. a nice, relaxing song. Yeah. Very nice. Anything else? Uh, that's all I can think of right now. Okay. I can jive with that. I, uh, I've been doing a little bit of bird watching myself, so. Mm. Oh, I the too many. How many birds have you seen? Yes. So, so more than yeah. So the song doesn't quite fit, but it it kind of jogs on memory on that. No big bird, though, Ty. 
No big moves. No, no give it break. time. Not yet. Not yet. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, Max, um, I think we're gonna start wrapping up here soon. So, is there any shameless um, plugs you would like to? Honestly, I don't. I don't think I have. I can't. Uh, yeah. Any Milwaukee, any Milwaukee tool product that we should know about that's going to change lives? Um, you know, any of the ones that I know about, um, probably can't talk about. So, Ooh. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Otherwise, you'd have to. <laughs> well, kill after us. the quarantine, but yeah. Very nice. Well, thank <laughs> you very much, Max. Uh, appreciate your stories and uh, appreciate you coming on here. Cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. This has been uh, this has been great. Yep, I'm Kyle. Alrighty, I'm Ty. And this has been the Canadian Leprechaun Show. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>